Hello and good morning from where you're listening from. It's my hope and prayer God has kept you in good health and faith. Today's sermon is about confession. Uh, Revelation chapter 1 verses 20 says this, The mystery of the seven stars that you saw in my right hand and of the seven golden lampstand is this. The seven stars are the angels of the seven churches and the seven lampstands are the seven churches. The seven churches were Ephesus, Myra, Pergamum, Thyatira, Sardis, Philadelphia and Laodicea. Uh, four of the churches that is Ephesus, Myra, Pergamum and uh, Thyatira are com- commended for their efforts. Well, the last three are condemned and called to repentance or else they will perish. Confession is what leads to repentance. I was to talk on both today but had to split the two into two different topics of their own. To confess is to acknowledge your wrongdoing by exposing the truth. And uh, confession doesn't necessarily mean that you... Be sorry or remorseful. So for some even confess to love someone and I think in such a case you don't feel sorry for it. There are two types of sin. Confessed and unconfessed sin. And we are going to look at the two categories. I start with the confessed sin. Uh, these are sin that uh, we we are we have known and acknowledged of it and pleaded for mercy and forgiveness. Examples of of confessed sin is like that of the Israelites all through their journey to the promised land, uh, then they in the promised land, and even before and after captivity. They had this cycle where they would sin, get rebuked, then uh, uh, face affliction, then they would uh, confess, then repent, then forgiveness, then the the cycle begins, you see. It was due to God's covenant with their father Abraham of eternal love that prevents them from being destroyed completely. The people of Nineveh also confessed their sins after Jonah took uh, God's message to them as read in the book of Jonah. Uh, and another example also is of that of King Ahab in 1 Kings chapter 27, 21 to uh, verses 27. After being rebuked by the prophet Elijah over his sin for robbery with violence to Naboth, it's hard to separate confession and repentance with examples of confessed sin because the action the action brought with it repentance uh, nevertheless there are distinctions uh, like in the story of king saul who was always confessing but never repenting we are told in first kings chapter 15 verses 24 uh, it says that then Saul said to Samuel, I have sinned, I have violated the Lord's command and your instruction. I was afraid of the people and so I gave in to them. He confessed 
but uh, wasn't repentant because he wanted his way. And as a result, tore Samuel's robe, and that signified the end of his kingdom. The kingdom was be to be torn, and it was given to another person, which was King David. Also in First Samuel chapter 24, uh, verses 16 to 21, if I may read, it says this, that, um, that when David finished saying this, Saul asked, Is that your voice, David, my son? And he wept aloud. You are more righteous than I, he said. You have treated me well, but I have treated you badly. You have just now told me of the good you did to me. The Lord delivered me into your hands, but you did not kill me. When a man finds his enemy, does he let him get away unharmed? May the Lord reward you well for the way you treated me today. Uh, if I may continue, it says in verse 20, I know that you will surely be king and that the kingdom of Israel will be established in your hands. Now, swear to me by the Lord that you will not cut off my descendants or wipe out my name from my father's family. You see, he confessed, but did he repent? No, because in First Samuel chapter 26, we read of him again pursuing David. And also, this time David gets him, uh, he gets him unaware and uh, spares his life a second time. And it leads him to his return, confessing, but not repenting. For he says uh, in First Samuel chapter 26, if I may read, he says this uh, in First Samuel chapter 26. Verses 21, uh, it says this, that Then Saul said, I have sinned. Come back, David, my son. Because you considered my life precious today, I will not try to harm you again. Surely I have acted like a fool and have erred greatly. And uh, Another confession we find in Acts chapter 8 from verse 9 to 25, where a man named Simon who practiced sorcery and used to boast about his mischievousness, came to know about Christ and even followed the disciple and was baptized. But after seeing that the Spirit was given by the laying of hands of the disciples, he offers them money to acquire the gift. This was confession in part, and Peter rebukes him vehemently and calls him to repentance which it's not clear if he does, because we are only told that he asks to be prayed for. If the unconfessed sin, if uh, confessed sin does not lead to repentance, then there is no redemption and there is no forgiveness. In the unconfessed sin example, uh, one of it is the Pharisee who even the Pharisees who even after persecuting Jesus and the word spreading more and more, they worked to kill it. And you can see that even in how they dealt with Paul, who was one, once one of them and, and the disciples also, they dealt with them. They flogged them, they rebuked them, telling them, stop 
talking about this Jesus, but the disciples did not concede uh, to them. In the Old Testament, in the story of David and his third-born son called Absalom, Absalom actually is a very good example of unconfessed sin. He never confessed his hate for Amnon, his brother, for raping his sister uh, Tama, and waited two years, then plotted to kill him, which he does and then flees. It takes three years, and if it were not for Joab, who saw how the king longed for him, and he, Absalom, never knew a, sim a simple confession would reinstate his relationship with his father. And Joab schemes with a woman to tell David of a parable that goes as planned and Absalom comes to Jerusalem. He pays his friend and cousin Joab of his good deed by burning his field just to get his attention. For Joab had uh, declined two times his invite and he talks him to letting the king see him. This shows his art. To him, it was always about him and getting what he wanted. His art was unconfessing, makes him, and this made him even to plot to take over the reins of his father, uh, paying pay bad for evil. And in Second Samuel chapter 15, from verses 1 to 6, in Second Samuel chapter Just a minute. Second uh, Samuel chapter 15, from verse 1 to 6, this is what it says. In the course of time, Absalom provided himself with a chariot and horses and with 50 men to run ahead of him. He would get up early and stand by the side of the road leading to the city gate. Whenever anyone came with a complaint to be placed before the king for a decision, Absalom will call out to him. What town are you from? He will answer, your servant is from uh, one of the tribes of Israel. Then Absalom will say to him, Look, your claims are valid and proper, but there is no rep representative of the king to hear you. And Absalom will add, If only I were appointed judge in the land, then everyone who had as a complaint or case will come to me and I will see that the, he gets justice. Also, whenever anyone approach him uh, to bow down before him, Absalom will reach out his hand, take hold of him and kiss him. Absalom behaved in this way towards all Israel who came to the king asking for justice and he stole the hearts of the men of Israel. He did this to bring people to his side and conspire over the king. This makes the king to flee, and it seems he wasn't stopping at that, for he even sleeps with the king's concubines and pursues David his father to kill him in, in a battle that takes place in a dense forest in Ephraim. And to show how God dumbles and rejects the pride, we are told in Second Samuel chapter 18 uh, verse 8 it says that uh, 
the battle spread out over the whole countryside and the forest claimed more lives that day than the sword. And Absalom too gets caught up in the branches. The same Absalom who is described to having loved himself too much that he trimmed his hair once a year because it was heavy on him. The same hair led to his capture and death, for the hair got caught up in the branches and he hanged in mid-air, and uh, David's soldier found him, and Job kills him and pile up stones on him. This death signifies of a caste. Uh, individual as read in Deuteronomy chapter 21 verses 22 21 verses 22 to 23 if I may read it says that then all the men of his town shall stone him to death you must purge the evil from among you uh, Sorry, uh, that was uh, in the, tr the cast is in Deuteronomy 21, verses 22 to 23. Uh, yes, he, it's the same one. It says, Then all the men of his town shall stone him to death. You must pass the evil from among you. All Israel will hear of it and be afraid. And the punishment acclaimed to a rebellious son. Uh, which God commanded people should assemble stones and uh, they will stone him to death. That is found in Deuteronomy chapter 21 verses 18 to 21. In conclusion, uh, given the examples, there is a way out. There is redemption when we confess our sin. There is death when we don't. But also it shouldn't end with confessing but also repentance, which will be topic for next week. So, follow through. Thank you, and God bless you. And
Hello and good morning from where you're listening from. It's my hope and prayer God has kept you in good health and faith. Today's sermon is about confession. Uh, Revelation chapter 1 verses 20 says this, The mystery of the seven stars that you saw in my right hand and of the seven golden lampstand is this. The seven stars are the angels of the seven churches and the seven lampstands are the seven churches. The seven churches were Ephesus, Myra, Pergamum, Thyatira, Sardis, Philadelphia and Laodicea. Uh, four of the churches that is Ephesus, Myra, Pergamum and uh, Thyatira are com- commended for their efforts. Well, the last three are condemned and called to repentance or else they will perish. Confession is what leads to repentance. I was to talk on both today but had to split the two into two different topics of their own. To confess is to acknowledge your wrongdoing by exposing the truth. And uh, confession doesn't necessarily mean that you be sorry or remorseful so for some even confess to love someone and i think in such a case you don't feel sorry for it there are two types of sin confessed and unconfessed sin and we are going to look at the two categories i start with the confessed sin uh, these are sin that uh, we we are we have known and acknowledged of it and pleaded for mercy and forgiveness. Examples of of confessed sin is like that of the Israelites all through their journey to the promised land, uh, then they in the promised land, and even before and after captivity. They had this cycle where they will sin, get rebuked, then uh, uh, face affliction, then they would uh, confess, then repent, then forgiveness, then the the cycle begins, you see. It was due to God's covenant with their father Abraham of eternal love that prevents them from being destroyed completely. The people of Nineveh also confessed their sins after Jonah took uh, God's message to them as read in the book of Jonah. Uh, And another example also is of that of King Ahab in 1 Kings chapter 21 to uh, verses 27. After being rebuked by the prophet Elijah over his sin for robbery with violence to Naboth, it's hard to separate confession and repentance with examples of confessed sin because the action the action brought with it repentance. Uh, nevertheless, there are distinctions. Uh, like in the story of King Saul, who was always confessing but never repenting. We are told in First Kings chapter 15 verses 24, uh, it says that then Saul said to Samuel, I have sinned, I have violated the Lord's command and your instruction. I was afraid of the people and so I gave in to them. He confessed 
but uh, wasn't repentant because he wanted his way and as a result tore Samuel's robe and that signified the end of his kingdom. The kingdom was be to be torn and it was given to another person which was King David. Also in First Samuel chapter 24 uh, verses 16 to 21 if I may read it says this that um, that when David finished saying this, Saul asked, Is that your voice, David, my son? And he wept aloud. You are more righteous than I, he said. You have treated me well, but I have treated you badly. You have just now told me of the good you did to me. The Lord delivered me into your hands, but you did not kill me. When a man finds his enemy, does he let him get away unharmed? May the Lord reward you well for the way you treated me today. Uh, if I may continue, it says in verse 20, I know that you will surely be king and that the kingdom of Israel will be established in your hands. Now swear to me by the Lord that you will not cut off my descendants or wipe out my name from my father's family. You see, he confessed, but did he repent? No, because in First Samuel chapter 26, we read of him again pursuing David. And also, this time David gets him, uh, he gets him unaware and uh, spares his life a second time. And it leads him to his return, confessing, but not repenting, for he says, uh, in First Samuel chapter 26, if I may read, he says this uh, in First Samuel chapter 26, verses 21, uh, he says this, that, Then Saul said, I have sinned, come back, David, my son, because you considered my life precious today, I will not try to harm you again. Surely I have acted like a fool and have erred greatly. And uh, another confession we find in Acts chapter 8 from verse 9 to 25, where a man named Simon, who practiced sorcery and used to boast about his mischievousness, came to know about Christ and even followed the disciple and was baptized. But after seeing that the Spirit was given by the laying of hands of the disciples, he offers them money to acquire the gift. This was confession in part, and Peter rebukes him vehemently and calls him to repentance, which it's not clear if he does, because we are only told that he asks to be prayed for. If the unconfessed sin, if uh, confessed sin does not lead to repentance, then there is no redemption and there is no forgiveness. In the unconfessed sin example, uh, one of it is the Pharisee who even the Pharisees who even after persecuting Jesus and the word spreading more and more, they worked to kill it. And you can see that even in how they dealt with Paul, who was one once one of them and and the disciples also they dealt with them. They flogged them, they rebuked them, telling them, Stop 
talking about this Jesus, but the disciples did not concede uh, to them. In the Old Testament, in the story of David and his dad-born son called Absalom, Absalom actually is a very good example of unconfessed sin. He never confessed his hate for Amnon, his brother, for raping his sister uh, Tama, and waited two years, then plotted to kill him, which he does and then flees. It takes three years, and if it were not for Joab, who saw how the king longed for him, and he, Absalom, never knew a, sim a simple confession would reinstate his relationship with his father. And Joab schemes with a woman to tell David of a parable that goes as planned and Absalom comes to Jerusalem. He pays his friend and cousin Joab of his good deed by burning his field just to get his attention for Joab had uh, declined two times his invite and he talks him to letting the king see him. This shows is that to him it was always about him and getting what he wanted. His heart was unconfessing, makes him and this made him even to plot to take over the reins of his father, uh, paying pay bad for evil. And in Second Samuel chapter 15 from verses 1 to 6, in Second Samuel chapter, just a minute, Second uh, Samuel chapter 15, from verse 1 to 6, this is what it says. In the course of time, Absalom provided himself with a chariot and horses and with 50 men to run ahead of him. He will get up early and stand by the side of the road leading to the city gate. Whenever anyone came with a complaint to be placed before the king for a decision, Absalom will call out to him, What town are you from? He will answer, Your servant is from uh, one of the tribes of Israel. Then Absalom will say to him, Look, your claims are valid and proper, but there is no rep representative of the king to hear you. And Absalom will add, If only I were appointed judge in the land, then everyone who had as a complaint or case could come to me and I will see that the, he gets justice. Also, whenever anyone approach him uh, to bow down before him, Absalom would reach out his hand, take hold of him and kiss him. Absalom behaved in this way towards all Israel who came to the king asking for justice and he stole the hearts of the men of Israel. He did this to bring people to his side and conspire over the king. This makes the king to flee and it seems he wasn't stopping at that for he even sleeps with the king's concubines and pursues David his father to kill him in, in a battle that takes place in a dense forest in Ephraim. And to show how God dumbles and rejects the pride, we are told in 2 Samuel chapter 18, uh, verse 8, it says that, uh, 
the battle spread out over the whole countryside and the forest claimed more lives that day than the sword. And Absalom too gets caught up in the branches. The same Absalom who is described to having loved himself too much that he trimmed his hair once a year because it was heavy on him. The same hair led to his capture and death for the hair got caught up in the branches and he hanged in mid-air and uh, David's soldier found him and Job kills him and pile up stones on him. This death signify of a caste uh, individual as read in Deuteronomy chapter 21 verses 22. 21 verses 22 to 23, if I may read, it says that then all the men of his town shall stone him to death. You must purge the evil from among you. Uh, sorry, uh, that was uh, in the, the cast is in Deuteronomy 21 verses 22 to 23. Uh, yes, he, it's the same one. It says, Then all the men of his town shall stone him to death. You must purge the evil from among you. All Israel will hear of it and be afraid. And the punishment acclaimed to a rebellious son, uh, which God commanded people should assemble stones, and uh, they will stone him to death. That is found in Deuteronomy chapter 21, verses 18 to 21. In conclusion, uh, given the examples, there is a way out. There is redemption when we confess our sin. There is death when we don't. But also, it shouldn't end with confessing. But also, repentance, which will be topic for next week. So, follow through. Thank you, and God bless you. And